The Relevant Radio Studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester. The rains came. My mother said it was heaven's way of putting an end to childish nonsense. But to me, it was the tears of the angels weeping for all those who would never believe. And I prayed that the miracle the lady had promised us would be big enough for the whole world to see. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. It's good to be back here with you. Boy, I love that, uh, that movie clip. There's a brand new movie coming out on Fatima. It's, uh, it was supposed to be released relatively soon. It got delayed because of COVID. And um, it's, it's going to be really well done. It's one of those films I think you really want to go out and see. And uh, in just a second, David Carollo is going to be joining me. He is, of course, the executive director of the World Apostle of Fatima, USA, and a lifelong Blue Army member. And uh, tomorrow is the great feast of Our Lady of Fatima, you know, May 13th, that very famous apparition that took place. And uh, there's so much to talk about. I thought I'd get you prepared. And I just want to put on your radar also, you know, pray for the World Apostle of Fatima. I, I, I followed this organization for a long time, and they've done so much to promote the rosary, another devotion. You know, we just finished praying the chaplet, and I love the chaplet. It's one of my very favorite prayers. I pray it multiple times a day. But the rosary, I've prayed much longer than I've ever prayed my chaplet, and that's the other prayer that I pray every day. And I love the rosary. Each are, uh, I think, powerhouse prayers. Padre Pio called the rosary his weapon, right? And I think they move the heart of God. You know, the rosary was given at a time when the Albigensian heresy was underway, and we saw over the centuries how it drove out, you know, atheistic communism and helped bring down the Iron Curtain. I really believe it was prayer, particularly the prayer of the rosary. It's an incredible weapon. It was the rosary that liberated my father from his addiction. You know, it was the rosary that I saw so many miracles with. So I would encourage you to pray that, especially uh, as we approach this great feast of Fatima tomorrow. And I thought I'd just give you a quick sneak preview of uh, of that. You know, it's been 103 years. I remember being on the air for the 100th anniversary of this. But the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima, it'll mark 103 years, 103rd anniversary of the first apparition of Our Lady of the Three Shepherd Children. And I know what you might be thinking. You might be thinking, oh, Drew, that's 100 years ago. There's a lot of other apparitions we could be talking about. I'll tell you what. There are, um, across the course of human history, ever since Our Lady's yes to the angel Gabriel, her fiat, when she stood at the foot of the cross and Christ publicly proclaimed her as your spiritual mother, as she interceded for St. James in Zaragoza in the early days of the church as it was spreading and he was having trouble converting the Iberian Peninsula, and across the millennia, across the centuries, into our own day, there have been some really key apparitions. Some of these are international, some are national, they're meant for the local you know, nation, and some are local or private uh, apparitions of the Mother of God. Fatima is one of those mega apparitions, just as Guadalupe was. And Fatima's message is just as relevant and just as important today. You know, the kids there saw the fires of hell. The lady talked about penance, the reality of sin and what it does. I mean, there is a hell. You may not like that message, but there is a hell. And we do ourselves a disservice not to acknowledge it. Even St. Faustina had a vision uh, of hell. Uh, 
But Our Lady came at a time that was critical for the human race. I think the 20th century was one of the bloodiest, darkest centuries in, in, in human history. And we saw the rise of many evils uh, in, in that time. And Our Lady warned a lot of these things could have been averted uh, through prayer, in particular prayer of the rosary. Today, I think we have to take that call. It's just as evergreen today. and Pick up our rosaries, pick up our chaplets, and pray. And turn to her, especially, under under her powerful title of, of, of Our Lady of the Rosary. I'm joined, as I said, by uh, a friend, by uh, the executive director of the World Apostolate of Fatima, David Corollo, and he's here just to give you a sneak preview as to what's coming up and answer your questions. You can join us, too, if you want to call in and and you've got a question about Fatima, we'd love to talk about it. But, uh, David, thank you for, for, for stopping by. It's always good to talk with you. Yeah, likewise, Drew. Always good to be with you. Tomorrow, big day. I can't believe 103 years, the 13th. That's the first appearance of Our Lady in Fatima. And for those who aren't familiar with the apparitions of Fatima, maybe you can bring us back in time and explain what happened with these three young seers, maybe paint a a picture for the time in which they lived. And and, and even though it's a century ago, as I was making the case, I think it's just as relevant today. Well, it really is, and I think, you know, if you look back 103 years ago, and I remember three years ago when, of course, we were working together on so many things related to the centennial and thinking 100 years and just, you know, and, and what is this what is this uh, centennial going to bring? And it brought such an awareness to me of what's going on. But what happened on May 13th of 1917 is so amazing because it was preceded, of course, by those three apparitions of the Angel of Peace the year before, something the children just did not understand. I think in some cases they thought that angels Angels appear to people regularly, but you know, on May 13th, when when they were in you know in the cove with their children, for those who don't know the Fatima message that well, it, it, they were they were tending their sheep. They were shepherd children in a very rural area of Portugal, and and the, and the lady appeared to them, and it was just uh, you know. We do, do not be afraid. What it always starts with those words: "Be not afraid." You know, and then and then you know, where are you from? I am from heaven. You know, and then and then you know, what do you wish of us? And that's really what it was about. I said, I want you to come here for six months in succession on the thirteenth thirteenth of each month at the same hour, and later I will tell you who I am and what I want. You know, and then and then. They asked, will I go to heaven? And she said, of course. You know, she said, yes, you will. And Jacinta, yes. And Francisco, yes, but he must say many rosaries, which is interesting because we were talking about how they would pray the rosary sometime. And, you know, they, they, would, they would do the, the I would just call it the Reader's Digest version, you know, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, you know. And Our Lady <laughs> corrected them. Said, no, you have to pray properly. You have, to, you have to put it in your heart. And I think as the apparitions of Fatima, you know, progressed, this idea of, of becoming prayerful and becoming prayer was so important. That's why we were saying in this when, when we came into this year of 2020, I have absolutely no idea what it was going to bring for us, okay? We said we need to start a 2020 campaign of prayer to become prayer because that's what, that's what Our Lady had asked them, to become prayer, not just to pray, but to have, make everything you do a prayer. And, and this is what, what the, these young children, I mean, they, they, they came, they were actually, they were so advanced in their spirituality by many standards. But, but she put in their hearts and in their minds that they had a mission. And that mission was, you know, are you willing to offer your lives in prayer and reparation for the conversion of sinners? And they said, without question, yes, we will do it. You know, how often do, do we respond to something major like that with just the words, yes? We think, you know, we want to think everything out. That's the way we are in our sophisticated, you know, 20, 21st century now. 
but there's a simplicity, you know. That's why God speaks to the simple, you know, through, obviously, through advocates like Our Lady. And, and she brought this, just this message of hope. But, you know, as the, as the apparitions went on in the succeeding months, of course, she talked about the, 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 the difficult things that were happening. World War I was going on. People were, were sick and they were dying. And, but she said, this war will end. But if people do not stop offending God, another greater war will come. And, of course, World War II. And then what she spoke about Russia, and she said that, that you know, and, and Russia would spread her errors. Well, they didn't even know what that really meant. They didn't, even, they didn't even know really Russia. Was that a country? Was that a person? And they came to understand. I mean, they were carrying this magnificent message out there, a message of warning to the world and of hope. And so the Fatima message is really just one to come back, to God because the world has moved away from him. That's really, that's, that's it in, in essence, you know, come back and live in accordance with the will of God. Yeah. So, David, um, that was the 13th, the first vision took place. What happened in the subsequent days with this vision? Well, they were, you know, of course, they, they were, you know, they, dur- during this, they walked away not really understanding, you know, and as when, as when they, they offered, they asked about certain people that were in purgatory, or are this, this person in heaven, and then they were given a shock when they asked about the young lady, Amelia, and Our Lady said, she'll be in purgatory till the end of the world. And, oh, my God, they were so shocked by that. Yeah, and they no. came to realize, you know, are you willing to offer your life in prayer and reparation for these people? If she was asking for prayers for the souls in purgatory in reality at that point, you know. And, and you know, the grace of God, you know, uh, it will always be there for you. And they were given this, this understanding, these inspirations, okay. You know, they were driven by a deep inspiration that day. And they knelt down and they repeated that beautiful prayer, O Most Holy Trinity, I adore thee. My God, my God, I love thee in the most blessed sacrament. What does that tell you? It always brings us back to what? To the Eucharist. Okay, just like the, the, the angel apparition had brought them to that, you know. And as the apparitions went on, these things were, again, when, when the next month when she came, you know, you know, what do you want of me? Come here on the 16th, continue to pray. Pray your rosary, continue to pray. Pray the rosary. As you said earlier, Drew, you know, we have, we have such a beautiful prayer in the rosary. The rosary is the history of our salvation, and we need to, to adhere to it. Uh, when she finally gave us the first Saturday, um, uh, you know, the, the formula for the first Saturday's devotion, it was, the, it was, again, what? The rosary. You pray, you know, of course, you receive communion, you go to confession uh, within, within a period of time, and then you say five decades of the rosary. And then what did she say afterwards, which goes very much back into the apparitions of Fatima. She said, and keep me company for 15 minutes while meditating on the other mysteries. You know, she didn't necessarily say, and meditate. She said, and keep me company. And that's really what it's about. Keep me company. Become, come into my heart and understand what I understand. And, and this is what she's asking us at Fatima, to come into her heart and to believe and to, you know, and to, be, to become into her mindset. That's what she wants of us. So beautiful. I, I love that very much. And it's hard to believe that 103 years have gone by, and we're actually facing kind of a historic moment for the uh, for the World Apostle of Fatima and for the Shrine itself. I know um, yeah. there will be no participants in the Mass, the Shrine of Fatima, 103 years, and this is because of COVID-19. And the Mass yeah. and all the devotions are going to be virtual, and I hope people can join you for that as well. That's a wonderful thing. But many aren't happy with this decision, Dave. I- I've heard some buzz on- online. Not everybody's happy with the decision. Uh, what's your take on on this and and how is, how's the National Shrine dealing with that? 
Well, it, it, is, it is a difficult thing. I mean, of course, in Fatima, they've, they've shut down completely. They even have the military guarding it, I mean, tomorrow, from what I'm told, wow. tonight, tomorrow, which is a little bit shocking, but whatever. It's the decision of the, of the, the bishop and, and, the, and the administration of the, of the shrine. Um, I guess they're just very concerned. But keep in mind, <clears throat> you know, the, the shrine in Fatima was full during the pandemic 100 years ago during the Spanish flu. Okay, <laughs> That didn't keep people away from wow. there. So, of course, people say many died, and there's a precaution. I'm not going to question the civil authorities, okay, in, in what their intentions are. But the actions, now, even here where we're at, of course, we're in, in western New Jersey, and tomorrow we would have expected 3,000, 4,000 people to come here, maybe more, depending on the weather and the day of the week. And um, we're, we're a virtual event tomorrow. And we're going to be, of course, we're, we're, we've decided we're going to have a marathon is what we're doing, and we have it on, on all of our, our platforms, of course, bluearmy.com. You can, people can join us on all of those. They can give us their intentions for the day, and they're on Facebook. You know, we're, we're, we're going to be running everything from 12 noon until 3 in the afternoon, and we will have our rosary and our mass and everything we would have on the top, but instead of having all the people processing, we won't. Our grounds are open because we're we're considered to be like a park here, so we're allowed to open the grounds, and our gift shop is open partially, but again with you know with limitations on who can come in and out, and uh, it's going to be different here. I, I guarantee. I mean, I, in my years as the director, this is my ninth, uh, May thirteenth. And, uh, I mean, it, it, I'm used to – May is, is a month that just knocks us over with with crowds. People are yeah. chomping at the bit now to come out. You know, people are very devoted to Fatima. They come out at the yeah. uh, on those May events. And so well, it, it's going to be different. But, you know. I hope I'm not stepping over the line here, but let, let me ask you a personal yeah. question. And that sure. is, um, how's your apostolate doing financially? And the only reason I ask that is that I know dioceses around the nation – uh, donations are down by 80% in, in over 80% in the diocese of Detroit. And yet relevant radio has had an unbelievable pledge drive. And I want to thank everyone who supported us. Right. You know, we had a record uh, number of donations that have come in and it really helped keep us going for the next couple months. But we live, you know, pledge drive to pledge drive. And, and that's why this was so critical. And I know when they shut down Fatima and you can't have these types of events, people look at your organization like it's some giant organization, but, Really, yeah. you depend on the providence of, of others. And those events are crippling, not just to our diocese, but, but to organizations such as yours that spread yeah. devotion to Our Lady and Her Rosary, right? You know, absolutely. And, we, you know, of course, I mean, well, when you have 3,000 people or more at a Mass, uh, we miss that collection, you know. And so, yes, well, we're, we're, we're feeling the pinch very much here. And many people have donated to us and one of some of our regular donors, and we're very, very appreciative. Some have really stepped up. But, but we're well behind where we would be at this point. And, uh, you know, people who come to our website are very gracious to to donate, and we appreciate anything. You know, we know we're all struggling right. for money. We're all kind of, you know, vying out there right. for donations. But, but yes, we, we, you know, we, we are in a point where we're hurting. There's no doubt about it. Uh, we're not the only ones, yeah. uh, and we're, we're hoping to get through this. We're hoping that, and the generosity of people. That's why we want to bring the Fatima message and this work that we bring. And we're going out. We're, we're, we're going out from the shrine here, many places. We're reaching out with home, with house blessings, property blessings. You know, safe from the outside. We brought the Blessed Sacrament, Our Lady, all the way around, both in the Midwest and here on the East, in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and, of course, in the Midwest, in Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, and, and even in California. 
California, and we're trying to, to, to get out there as best we can. But we can't. Our Pilgrim Virgin Statue Program is, is the beautiful motorhome that many of you have seen going around the country mm-hmm. is sitting in the parking lot here at the Blue Army Shrine in Washington. Wow. <laughs> Idle, you know. So I know, because I, I, remember, I remember the statue coming to people's homes. I remember one time sure. I, it came to Relevant Radio, believe it or not. Yeah. This is years ago. And sure. um, it wept. And I, in fact, let me take a break. When we come back, I'll, I'll share that story. It's an amazing story. Sure, and we'll take your calls. My guest today, David Carollo. I only have him for about 10 minutes. So if you want to get in on the conversation, I'll open the phones now at 888-914-9149. 888-914-9149. This might be new to you, this devotion. Uh, tomorrow's a big day, May 13th. I'll, I'll probably talk a little bit more about it tomorrow as well. But just giving you a sneak peek at what's going on. There is a movie coming out. I think it's in, I want to say, August or October. I'll find out from Dave when that is. Uh, and if you want to learn more, I mean, I was surprised they were doing a movie on it. I saw some of the previews for it. Unbelievably well done. One of the things they're keeping secret, too. And this is not for public view yet. Uh, it'll come out, I think, in the movie is is what they did and how they presented the Virgin Mary in her apparitional form. So maybe if I get a chance, we can pick Dave's brain on that as well. But if you want to join me, 888-914-9149. I'm back with more right after this very, very short break. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. The programming on Relevant Radio is brought to you in part by the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota, offering undergraduate degrees along with scholarships for freshmen. More info at cubtomary.com. Without warning, the sun plunged towards the earth, terrifying the crowd with its burning heat. Many thought they would be crushed or burned to death. Most fell to their knees, crying in repentance and appealing for mercy. All present, even atheists and skeptics, witnessed this great miracle, and testimonials filled the newspapers. Your life, your life, your faith, your faith connected. It's the Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Now that uh, that audio you just heard there is probably what most people really uh, remember about Fatima, who are not that connected or deeply uh, familiar with it. That great miracle of the sun that defied uh, the laws of of nature. It had it rained, uh, and the grounds were wet, and people were muddy. Seventy thousand to hundred thousand people came out, and yet the sun uh, seemed to leave its position in the sky and plummet. And it had a direct effect on reality. The ground itself dried. The clothes that people were wearing dried. It looked like they were dry cleaned, some said. Uh, and then it reverted after, I think, about 12 minutes to its normal position. And not one a- astronomical observatory anywhere in the planet noted a deviation in the sun. Yet the sun definitely had an effect on those who were there. It's known as a great miracle. The sun, of course, at that apparition, that was the October apparition of Our Lady of Fatima. Uh, she appeared also with St. Joseph. And, uh, of course, tomorrow... Uh, we remember the first apparition of Our Lady in Fatima. And, of course, it was also, I think, on that day that John Paul II released the third secret of Fatima. And my guest today is Dave Carollo. He is uh, executive director of the World Apostle of Fatima. It was, uh, was it May 13th that John Paul released that secret too, David? Just as a side note. Uh, 
Well, I think it was on May 13th. That was the, the third part of the secret. That was, right. yeah, that was yeah. in, in the year 2000, of course. It was, yeah. it was, uh, and it was all part of the uh, the beatification of uh, uh, Saint Jacinta, now Saint Jacinta in Francisco. It was all in that yeah. same thing where the third part of the secret was was revealed. And of course, many skeptics don't believe it. <laughs> you know, we have a lot of there's to this day there's a lot of pushback on that. Um, but it it, it 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 makes sense if you look at maybe why that wasn't released before. I I, I can accept that. Um, yeah. But it, you know, it was uh, it, it it was it was telling. Yeah. I mean, it really it really put the pieces together. To be very honest with you, yeah. you know, and, uh, and it it was, the biggest thing about that about the third part of the secret of Fatima being released was the part of the angel bringing about the fiery conflagration down on the earth, the flaming sword coming down, and yeah. Our Lady's hand going out and stopping that. You know, yeah. wow, that speaks volumes about, about yeah. the power, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Power of Our Lady's intercession, that's for sure. All right, let's grab a few calls because time's going to go quickly sure. here. Sonia is listening in Arlington Heights, Illinois. Sonia, thanks, thanks for your Sonia. patience. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I have a question. Um, you know how I have read the message of Fatima, I believe in heaven and purgatory and mm-hmm. hell and all that thing. Um, a few, I think a month or so ago, you had a Jeffrey Long, and you guys mm-hmm. were talking about the book mm-hmm. God and the afterlife, and I've been reading. I've been reading the yeah. book because right. you say, "Oh, this is a good read," and I actually am very confused because all the people, most of the people that had this near-death experience, very few talk about like purgatory yeah. or even Jesus. You know, they just say that they die and they go to this amazing place like heaven. And yeah, those I are and confused about it because I you know like we have always say you know about that we believe in heaven we believe in purgatory right. and, and we do Sonia but, I don't want to spend too much time talking about about the book with Jeffrey I don't, I don't mean any disrespect but but um, I'll tell you what we could dive into that in greater detail he'll be back again a lot of these people did not I mean they died and they came back he's a neurosurgeon for those who don't know who studied these events okay. he studied thousands of them and what it speaks of is the reality that there is another life that goes on beyond this. And quite often, he chronicles their life review. Some see what, what awaits us. And everybody's encounter is a little bit different. But you bring up the the, the point of uh, purgatory, which I think is a real important one. As Catholics, of course, we believe in purgatory. And in Fatima, of course, uh, that was vividly illustrated, the fact that hell exists. And Fatima, too, right? I mean, in Fatima, Our Lady said they had to pray till the end of or that that soul would be in purgatory to the end of time. That was always a haunting thing for me. Because that girl was only seventeen years old, right, David? Yes, yeah, she was. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they were shocked to hear that. But but you know, we don't, that's what we don't understand: the horror of sin. Our Lady was trying to bring to reality to people the horror of sin. Okay, you know, and and how we don't, we, you know, we're we're so our our fallen nature does not understand that. Okay, I mean, unfortunately, for not all our fault, but our fault too, because it's it's original sin as well as our actual sins that cause this to be the case. But we don't we don't see ourselves as God sees us. And that's why we have so many resources to try to bring people. The Fatima message is about learning, you know, learning what, what is it that God wants of us? You know, what is Our Lady? She's, you know, the Fatima message is nothing more than, the, than a reiteration of the Catholic faith. Let's be realistic. It doesn't, there's nothing new in there in that regard. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Let, let me do this. Tomorrow uh, at this time, I'll be talking much more about Fatima on the anniversary day. We'll talk about the third secret. Maybe we can dive into some of these other issues, but I only have less than a minute. David, if people want to follow you, get behind your work or know what you're doing, yeah. what's the best way to connect? 
Well, come to BlueArmy.com. I hope maybe tomorrow you'll, you'll look at our Marathon uh, presentation. You know, come to come to BlueArmy.com, Facebook.com, Our Ladies Blue Army. Uh, you know, look at, you know, come on and, and give us your prayer intentions. So you join us in a day of prayer in honor of Our Lady of Fatima, because this is this is what we, we need to. She is the solution yep. in these difficult times. There's, there's no doubt about it. David, thank you. That's Executive Director Dave Carolla, the World Apostle of Fatima. Stay with me when I return. We'll talk about Anderson Cooper wanting a child.